This show contains movie spoilers and swearing. This is Max Hedrum, and what you're about to witness is one of the most sinister-sounding intros to one of the greatest epics ever produced. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. I could use a little help. I thought so. You're supposed to protect us. You're the police. It's your job. Where are your men? My men? My men are shit. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Dude Looks Like The 80s, I'm your host RJ McCready and for this episode I'm going to be taking you guys back to the year in 1981 to look at the sci-fi conspiracy thriller movie Outland with Sean Connery. So go play your trailer and I'll be right back. The workers at this mining town on the second moon of Jupiter are dying and the new marshal wants to know why. How do you know it was a suicide? There's no other explanation. They wrapped them up and jettisoned the bodies halfway to the station. Even in space, the ultimate enemy is still man. Outland. Rated R. And welcome back guys. So the synopsis for this film is a federal marshal stationed at a mining colony on Jupiter's moon of Io, a drug smuggling conspiracy. He gets no help from the workers or authorities when he finds himself marked for murder. It was directed by Peter Himes who is known for a fantastic movie from the 70s called Capricorn One. I think that's pretty much what started the um, moon landing conspiracy. If you haven't seen that one, go check it out. It's a great movie. He also did the sequel to 2001 Space Odyssey 2010, uh, which is starring Roy Schneider from Jaws. He puts on a credible performance there. It's another film to check out. And then later on, he directed the film The Relic and Arnold Schwarzenegger's End of Days movie. So he's done some really good films. He's done some good movies worth checking out. It's a action crime thriller movie. It's got 6.6 or 9 BD and a 109 minute runtime. 
And it's starring Sean Connery as Marshall O'Neill. He's our main character in this film. Got a great performance here from Peter Boyle, who plays the villain, Shepard. Uh, a great performance from Frances Sternum as Dr. Lazarus. She almost steals a show in this movie. And you've got a cameo from uh, Stephen Burkoff, who we know from Beverly Hills Cop. He plays one of the workers who goes a little bit psychotic in this movie, which I'll talk about later on. You also got a blink if you miss cameo from John Rasenberger. Um, we all know him from Cheers. He's turned up in a number of movies, one of them being House 2 as the electrical guy that turns up. I can't remember his name now, but he puts on a hilarious performance there. So you've got a pretty good cast in this movie. Also to mention, the film is based on 1952's High Noon. It kind of is the building block of that film. And it's also, the, the director actually made no qualms about it. He said that he this film is actually inspired by the film Alien that came out a few years before. And he said that he wanted the same aesthetic from that movie. And you kind of get that with this. Um, it is pretty much a alien movie in a way without the alien. And it, you could almost say that it's in the same in the same uh, universe. You could almost say this is a Weyland-Yutani cooperation instead of Con-Am. But I guess I would have had too much of a similarity. And mentioning Con-Am, Con-Am is the name of the company in this movie... That was also used in Capricorn 1, so there is a little bit of a tie-over between those two movies, just for a little bit of trivia there. It was backed by Warner Brothers and had a modest $16 million budget, but unfortunately it didn't do too well at the cinema at the time. Um, and I still think this film's a little bit underrated now as a movie. It doesn't really get the love I think it really deserves. I think it's a great movie. So let's have a look at this film. So when it starts... It's talking about Alien, you've got Outland that comes onto the screen in small segments and it's a little bit like the Alien intro and then it kind of like blasts onto the screen. And then they're kind of telling you all about the the moon of Io, which is just is Jupiter's moons, and they are mining titanium as part of what I said earlier, Con Am 27. And it's a small mining outpost with about 2,000 people and it has... A very small police force that is taking care of it and it is run by Shepard who is our main villain and he is saying that his mining company is the best producing company in the galaxy I suppose you could say and his productivity has broken all records. You then got a scene where you've got the workers uh, mining the ore and one of the workers starts having a case of a spell of uh, one of the workers starts having a spell of psychosis and he believes that he's got spiders in his suits and it's quite quite an effective scene actually. Quite a, um, They go straight in for the kill in this movie just to set up what, what this drug is actually doing but I'll play this scene here. So there you go, they throw you straight into it here and obviously from the audience um, point of view don't know what's going on here or how this has been caused. And then shortly after you get another mine worker who exit the lift from the um, station without a decompressing suit and he blows himself up. So everybody's thinking that there is just people going a little bit stir crazy or they've got cabin fever and that's kind of what the police are putting it down to. You're then introduced to Marshall O'Neill 
and he is telling his wife that you know he's got this lousy one year assignment on this um, space rock and he's trying to convince her that you know everything's going to be alright you'll get used to it and then he meets um, Shepard in a meeting room and O'Neill is trying to be a little bit optimistic and say you know I'm looking forward to you know looking after the mine in town and then Shepard butts in and says well everybody likes to work hard and play hard and you, this is where you get O'Neill he's looking at him going I can see straight through you, mate. And O'Neill is not buying any of his shit. And then Shepard goes, you know, stop by my office sometime, Marshall, and I'll speak to you. And then, you know, O'Neill's going, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And then he storms out of the room and then he's talking to his, um, like, deputy. And O'Neill goes, what the hell is all that shit about? And then his deputy's kind of going, oh, you know, don't get your feathers rustled. And it's almost like you know that Deputy is one of these guys that just turns his head away and he's just trying to get on with it. But O'Neill's like going, no, I'm going to I'm gonna work out what this is all about. And then you've got a scene where he goes to his police office and he meets all these other um, like deputies and they're all talking. And they all sound a bit wishy-washy. I mean, one of them's even coming out and saying, oh, we've had some nicks go missing, but it's turned up, but it's okay. And uh, O'Neill's just sort of observing and then one of them brings up the case of the two guys that have died um, in the decompression suits and they're just trying to sort of fob it off saying, oh, it's just a suicide, it could not been anything else. And you get this scene here. No way it could have been homicide. H- had to have been a suicide. Did he leave a note? Beg your pardon, sir? Did he leave a note? None that we know of, sir. Then how do you know it was a suicide? So there you go, this film starts off as a little bit of a slow burn, but O'Neill is already starting to um, have his suspicions in this mining town. And then just to boost it up for him, you end got a scene where um, you've got the Stephen Burkhoff character, or actor that I mentioned earlier. He is a worker. He, you see a scene of him taking this narcotic, and then about an hour later, he is um, trying to kill a prostitute in his... Um, in his room and you have this um, hostage situation where O'Neill is trying to negotiate he's trying to speak to the Burkhoff character and he's trying to say look calm down and he's going to come in we're going to deactivate all this but as O'Neill walks in he's almost getting this guy's attention his deputy comes in and shoots him and after I've watched this film a couple of times you kind of realise that the deputy is actually trying to cover something up here because he knows that he's taking this narcotic and O'Neill looks at him and says, you know, he's got that sort of look of a thousand words. I almost deactivated this and you've just screwed this up. So then O'Neill is starting to have his suspicions and he wants to have a toxicology report done. And this is where he goes to see Dr. Lazarus, as I mentioned earlier, which is played by Frances Sternhagen. And she's a little bit bolshy, but again... O'Neill's not taking any of her shit either. He's got, got a scene here. I would like a report of all of these incidents that have happened during the past six months. I'd like it really soon. Or I might just kick your nasty ass all over this room. That's a Marshall joke. Brilliant. And that's a Marshall joke. Fantastic scene. Dr. Lazarus does a test on the blood and finds out that they are taking a narcotic that makes them work a hundred times better but then it has a um, side effect of psychosis 
And this is where O'Neill suspects, or he doesn't really suspect anymore. He knows what's going on and knows that Shepard is shipping in this drug. And that's the reason why his mining company is turning in quite a profit and busting all the records. So you get a scene here where um, O'Neill goes and sees, does go and see Shepard. He takes that opportunity to go and visit him in his office and you get this scene right now. If this hero routine is to get your price up, I'll think about it. What are you after? You. So O'Neill um, doesn't really threaten. He just says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to expose you and I'm going to take you down. And I'm just giving you a warning. So then he goes away and he starts doing an investigation. He tries to work out who's got um, previous for drug use. And he finds out that there's two workers. And he comes across one of these guys, um, and you've got a really good scene here where you've got like a chase scene. And it's almost like this is where O'Neill turns or Sean Connery turns into James Bond. And it's a really good scene. It's a really good chase scene. And I'll play it right here. And after this chase, it's about a five minute chase. Sean Connery comes out and says the most Sean Connery thing you're ever going to hear him come out and say. Uh, it's a brilliant scene. Sean Connery is just a total badass in this movie. He's brilliant. So I forgot to mention that earlier, um, earlier that I think it was before this scene here that the way that Sean Connery or O'Neill has worked out what's going on is that he's tapped into the security cameras and he looks on one of the cameras in the nightclub and he sees his deputy talking to Shepard and these two drug dealer guys and you can sort of see them reneging together and he realises that there's a whole conspiracy going on in here and he can't even trust his own police officers so he knows that his deputy isn't in on it and there's a great scene here so many great scenes in this movie this is another one of my favourite scenes where O'Neill was playing squashed with his deputy and as he's playing squashed he just goes do you want to tell me about it? And the deputy goes, tell you about what? He goes, how deep are you in? And then his deputy says, you know, well, just enough for me to look the other way. And then O'Neill just says, you know, he's, he's a badass. He just says, well, just keep looking the other way because I'm going to bust you. And in all fairness, I think his um, friend does, or not his friend, his, his deputy does look the other way. But it cost him his life because before O'Neill could interrogate that guy that he tracked down or busted, he gets killed and then when he goes back to his office he finds out that his deputy's been killed. So then Shepard is starting to react to O'Neill's actions. He's starting to bump people off. He's starting to get a little bit pissed off about it all. So the um, screws are starting to tighten up a little bit here. But O'Neill is not backing off one bit. He's, he's going all the way with this. And then on top of that his wife has... Um, left him a video saying, I've gone back to earth, I've had enough. So he's left on his own now, O'Neill. He's got no choice. He's thinking, right, I'm going to take this all the way. And it's a bit like, um, it's a bit like a creep precursor to his um, character in The Untouchables, Malone, who um, takes on the mob. So Shepard is now starting to get a little bit worried about O'Neill and he has decided to hire some hitman. And this is where it turns into the high noon story. And you get this clip here of Shepard um, organising the hitmen. The target is O'Neill. Marshal here. Jesus, you better not mess this up. I won't. Don't worry. He's a dead man. 
So the Hitmen were on their way, they're on the next shuttle and the way you watch this clip is through Sean Connery because he's tapped into the security surveillance and he's tapped into this message as well so he's on the countdown and he's setting up and he asks for help from people and everybody's turning away but the only one person that he's got is Dr Lazarus Lazarus, and she helps him out. So you've got a the last part of this movie now where Sean Connery's looking at the clock, he's setting everything up, waiting for these guys to turn up. And you've got another scene here, I like this scene, it's quite apt, It's he's playing squash by himself and Dr Lazarus comes in and just asks him what, why he's doing all this and you've got this scene here. There's a whole machine that works because everybody does what they're supposed to. I found out I was supposed to be something I didn't like. I don't like it, so I'm going to find out if they're right. So I like that scene, it's basically Sean Connery saying that I'm not going to be part of the system, I'm not going to be part of this uh, rotten apple and I'm going to do something about it. So he's prepared to put himself on the line. So the countdown is um, ticking away and then the shuttle arrives and then Sean Connery's setting up rifles around the place to help him out and then you've got the two hitmen that turn up and one of them being the actor P.H. Moriarty who plays Hatchet Harry from the gangster movie Guy Ritchie gangster movie Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels it's the only other film I've seen him in and I'm sure he's been in other stuff so he is one of the hitmen he looks like a badass he's all set up with his rifle so they are pursuing O'Neill and you've basically got a game of kill or be killed or a game of cat and mouse. So O'Neill lures, well I suppose you could say Hatchet Harry, into a, it's like a sort of air duct or something like that. He manages to trap him inside with the help of Lazarus and then they decompress the this unit and he blows up. So they get rid of him and then O'Neill puts on a pressurised suit and he goes outside of the space station and then he lures the second hitman into uh, the greenhouse and he throws something down past the window and then he gets the hitman to turn around and shoot the window and then it blows up. It's quite a good scene actually because he, he gets sucked out into space. So he's taking care of the two hitmen but then it hasn't stopped there. This is kind of like the kick in the teeth where... O'Neill comes face to face with one of his own deputies um, who basically goes against him and he is armed with a shotgun and he tries to kill O'Neill. O'Neill engages with him in some hand-to-hand -hand combat outside and then he pulls these air ducts out from his suit and he chucks him off the side and he decompressorizes and he blows up. So that's kind of like your final showdown. So you've had a little bit of a, as I said earlier, game of cat and mouse in space but ultimately O'Neill um, takes them all on. Then after this, O'Neill's exhausted and you could say that he's got all the evidence now to bust Shepard because he's got that message, he's taken on the bad guys and he goes into the uh, bar where Shepard is and Shepard looks around he almost looks surprised that he's still alive and then it's great, he's such a badass O'Neill, he just goes up to him and he just goes, oh fuck it and he just punches him and there you go, that's it, he's taking care of him and I think by this point everybody in the station knows what has gone on so ultimately O'Neill comes out on the other side and that's it O'Neill retires from the space station he's had enough of it and um, so rightly so 
and he accompanies his family and he goes back to earth and that's the end of the movie and that's it guys that's outland that's uh as i said if you don't if you haven't seen it go check it out it's a good film um if you like films like alien um that sort of dirty space type thing it's um be right up your street go check it out so there you go guys hope you enjoyed the show i think this is going to be my last episode now before the new year so hope everybody has a good christmas enjoy yourself and I will see you guys in the new year and I'm going to close the episode with the bar song from this movie. It's a pretty funky sort of song so it's the end credits. Enjoy and I'll see you soon. <laughs>